Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Eagle Naz Church Podcast. My name is Trevor, and I'm one of the pastors here at Eagle Naz. We hope that the next 30 minutes helps you grow in your relationship with Jesus and that you will see how God wants to move in your life. Thanks for listening. It was 1933. The coach at Washington was uh, wanting to rebuild the crew team. The oarsmen the year before had been swamped by water in their shell. Uh, the, the, the world was in a despairing time in 1933 as Hitler ramped up the desire to win the Olympics to prove the superiority of the Aryan race and to wipe out a collective group of people who believed differently than him. This coach saw it more than a, a mission for the University of Washington. He, he saw it as a chance to make a statement to the world as he rebuilt his team but it would be a team with no I in team. Oarsmen, if you know much about them, they, they have a need for oxygen that's twice the normal adult intake. They, they use as much oxygen in a six-minute oar competition as a man would use in two basketball games back-to-back. Uh, they have to oar 42 times a minute, and they have to be in absolute, complete unity and harmony. And so as they came that day, during the Depression, there was so little then, it was desperate for America. People were standing in soup lines. And so farm boys across the nation showed up for tryouts, for crew, for rowing. Uh, when, when they came, 175 showed up because it, it wasn't showing up for uh, a job or a scholarship. It was just a chance to work at the college somewhere because if you were on the team, if you were one of the nine, you would be given some kind of chance to work and a chance to go to college. And so, so Joe was amazed when he was chosen. As he approached the Olympic contest and all that it meant and the difficulty of the boat being swamped in, with water and competition and almost losing, uh, Joe began to say he realized that he had given everything that he possibly could as they became one. There was no more I in the team. They were in complete unity. And as they crossed the finish line and won the gold for the United States, by the way, in 1936 Olympics, uh, Brown in his book, Boys in the Boats, talks about the fact that on his deathbed, as Joe was talking about uh, the, the greatness of the event, tears came to his eyes, not when he talked about the gold medal that represents the prize, but he talked about the boys in the boat and how... The impossible was accomplished as they worked together. There were some boys in the boat that day when Jesus commanded the 12 to get together. By the way, we believe at Eagle Naz we were never meant to do life alone. And don't you know when Jesus decided to launch a ministry that would change the world, he did it with a, a small group. Amen? And so he, the scripture says that he commanded them. It wasn't a suggestion. We should try that, don't you think, Carly? He commanded them to get into the boat and to go to the other side. We're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 14 this morning as we think about what it means to build a great team here with no I. Everybody working the motto today? What's the, what's the word for us? No I in team. Everybody working together because nobody's meant to do life alone. Let's stand on our feet as we look at the scripture this morning. Found in Matthew chapter 14 beginning with verse 22. 
They just fed 15,000 people or so. We don't know the exact numbers, but the disciples were in this position where they were confused. They didn't think they had the resources. They couldn't possibly make, make it happen, and Jesus wants to make them a team. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and before him and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. I think it's important parenthetically to stop for a moment and say when Jesus wanted to build a ministry that would change the world, he decided to do it by private prayer. If we want to see a great church, if we want to see a world-changing church, a community-changing church, it will be done through private prayer. Let's be encouraged today to invest ourselves in private prayer as we look at the Scripture. And after he dismissed the crowd, he went up onto the mountain by himself to pray. Uh, when evening came, he was there alone, but the boat, by this time, was a long way out from land. Beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. That word in the original language means that there was a war going on. Uh, beaten, um, uh, it's a, a severe word, and, and the wind was against them. It means there's an adversary at work in that moment. And it's in the fourth watch of the night he came to them walking on the sea. The fourth watch of the night is between 3 and 6 a.m. He's allowed them to row all night as the winds have come through and created this frightening situation. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost, and they cried out. But immediately Jesus spoke to say, them, saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when Jesus saw but when he saw the wind, rather, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. You may be seated. <coughs> this storm looks like an incredible obstacle, but it's clear that Jesus, as he goes up, uh, on the mountain to pray, understand something that we could do well to take in and internalize for a moment, that in becoming a great team, one of the things we learned is that what looks like an insurmountable obstacle can be uh, disguised really uh, in what is an incredible opportunity. And so you might be going through something today of a storm, a bit of a storm in your life, and you, you who went to Jerusalem with Melody and I and to Israel, you know that on the Sea of Galilee, the winds can come up from, from an immediate calm to an immediate storm. Uh, it comes through the valley and stirs up, and the waves in Jesus' day, the small boats they were using, it was terrifying, it was life-threatening. Isn't life like that, that we can just be going along and everything seems fine, and all of the sudden, everything breaks loose, and everything seems wrong? But Jesus knows that those are the opportunities where God can do amazing things and where we can be drawn together in unusual ways if we won't isolate and insulate, if we'll decide that we weren't ever meant to do life alone. Uh, by the way, if any of you are going through a storm today, we don't think you should have to do life alone, and we'd love to have the opportunity to pray for you. Our prayer team will be over in the open door there in the little prayer chapel. And at the end of the service, if you just want somebody to pray for you, 
Maybe you didn't plan that, but you just want somebody to pray for you. Our prayer team would love to join you and just spend a few moments in prayer. Uh, the disciples are going to be transformed. They'll never be the same. They've, they've watched Peter as he gets out of the boat. Kind of a stupid thing to do in a storm, don't you think? As Peter gets out, he begins to sink, and he reaches out and takes Jesus' hand. And let's not kid ourselves, wasn't every member on the team changed as that one team member, Peter, reached out and touched Jesus, and he was raised up on the water, and he began to walk on water. Go team! <clears throat> what a moment. Uh, they were completely transformed. They went from focusing on themselves and their lack and their limitations and even their fear and uh, they became brand new. Their focus changed to a focus upon Jesus Christ and what he can do in their, their lives. I have this sense, and I know you have it too, that there's nothing that we can't accomplish for Jesus Christ with our focus upon him, no matter the storms that come, as long as we're aligned to his will and unified together. Amen? It's okay, you can say amen, you can have fun in church. And, and they, so their faith was enlarged, their eyes were opened, their unity was established, the storm became an opportunity instead of an obstacle in their lives. Today we get to see a video from a, a woman named Nicole whose life was, was uh, really difficult when she went through a storm. But she found a, a life group that changed her life and blessed her. And it, it's our hope today that if you're not in a life group, that you'll find one, that you'll be inspired by what you see in Nicole's story, and you'll join in to fellowship with others, and, and you'll find the support and care that we all want to give you. Uh, let's enjoy watching Nicole's testimony together. 